another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to the Dark Crystal Minute. Help begin all the same, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time, time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned, and you have no time. And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Jamie Prater. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Dark Crystal Minute. I'm Philip Mitchell from Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. And I am Jamie Prater, uh, the founder and co-host and co-host of Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. And this is the very first episode of this new podcast that I thought that it would be sort of a great addition as part of the Dark Crystal podcast network of sorts of shows that are happening right now. So, which is very exciting stuff. And for one of the shows, I sort of pitched to Jamie about doing this sort of a minute by minute discussion on the film, The Dark Crystal. And so, you know, we all agreed and, and, and here we are sort of chatting for the podcast. So, which is very exciting. I guess for any of the new listeners out there, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sort of the movies by minute podcasts out there. And uh, Star Wars Minute was the first one that sort of started the trend. And since then, there's been a lot of like movies from like Pirates of the Caribbean and I guess, Jamie, even an Alien um, <laughs> a Minute podcast as well. So, which, which is great. And it was just something that I thought that something like The Dark Crystal would be an excellent addition as part of the sort of, you know, the movies by minute sort of podcast uh, genre. And I think as well that there's a lot to probably talk about within each minute of The Dark Crystal. And also, before we start getting deep into the first minute, we'll, we'll introduce ourselves. So, my name's Philip Mitchell, and I, well, I, I host a Dark Crystal podcast called Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast that I started since August 2014. And uh, every month we ep- interviewed... Um, uh, people who worked on the films or fans and ev- and anyone about uh, the world of the Dark Crystal. So that's my background with with all things Dark Crystal. And how I got into it was through, I think, watching it as a kid through the VHS tapes and watching it multiple, multiple, multiple times. So that's sort of how I grew up with the Dark Crystal. Uh, Jamie, I just thought I might as well ask, just kind of briefly, how, how did you uh, grow up with the Dark Crystal? Very similar. Someone had a VHS copy when I was a kid, and this was in the, the mid to late 80s. It was even a Betamax copy. And uh, I saw this film, and, you know, I think we see a lot of movies that kind of like Star Wars, you know, which you and I are, of course, big fans of. The Dark Crystal did something different to me than Star Wars, and I think it did the same thing with you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. blew my mind, and like you, I uh, just watched it over and over and over and over and over. I couldn't get enough of it. I watched it 28 times in a week at one point, and I think I've told you that before. So, yeah, that's, uh, and I've been a huge fan ever since. And I guess uh, for any of the listeners that want to know more about how we both got into The Dark Crystal, uh, you can listen to episode one of Trial by Stone, The Dark Crystal podcast. 
as well as episode six, which was my first um, interview uh, with Jamie to chat about his passion for the Dark Crystal. And because through the podcast, we kind of met up, you know, through online and, and through Skype and had conversations. And uh, we actually got to meet up at, um, at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim back in uh, April 2015. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a fantastic time, yeah. Yeah, so we've known each other yeah, ever since then, and um, yeah, it's just been fantastic. It has been. It's been a great. I mean, and obviously, you know, Philip and I, we were trying to get a documentary uh, produced, and it didn't really happen, but I think some awesome from that, uh, we formed a deeper friendship and connection and a bigger fandom, and uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun, um, certainly as a... Uh, the next couple of years go by it's going to be a fun time yeah it's certainly a fantastic time to be a dark crystal fan now we've got this new show the age of resistance that's going to come out soon on on netflix so and and, and i guess because of the excitement of the show that i thought yeah again that i thought to do a dark crystal minute would um would interest a lot of people who are jumping on board for the first time just started just started watching the film and want to know more about the world of the dark crystal so which, which is great all right so i guess we'll we'll start off for the very first minute of the dark crystal so each episode again we'll we'll just cover a minute of the film so the film goes for about um an hour and 33 minutes to be precise and eight seconds so there'll be certainly a lot of episodes from this dark crystal minute podcast as we go through each minute so for this one, the first minute sort of starts with Black, fades to Universal, the globe, then to the credits, and then to a shot of the, the castle of the crystal uh, with a voiceover sort of narrating the story. And it, and it ends with the narrator saying, uh, then Stripe began and two new races appeared, the cruel Skeksis, and that's where the minute ends. As I was looking through the notes for things to, to chat about this first minute, of course, you see the Universal Studios uh, logo, which is a, you know, I guess, you know, this is a, a film that came out in 1982. So a very old fashioned logo, of course. And of course, I think I always think of the Universal Studios um, logo when watching lots of their films. Um, I especially remember, I think, um, the Back to the Future Part 3 had a, like a newer logo this is in 1990, so it, it, it's always had a bit of an evolution. But, you know, I kind of like this very old school look to it. And, um, and you know, doing my research, I was always curious what an MCA company is. So I actually went on Wikipedia and just looked at it and, and realized that it stands for the Music Corporation of America. So I think it actually started out as a music-based uh, company and sort of expanded to to become, um, you know, a big, a big studio. And... So I'm just trying to think. And I guess the thing is, uh, in, a, in a weird way, it's going to be really interesting when we're going to see um, Age of Resistance that we're going to see a Netflix logo at the start instead of the Universal, you know, logo. So, yeah, I just thought, I just thought that was kind of interesting to sort of, yeah, um, note that. I love the mood. I love the mood of, you know, you know, you get the Universal logo, but it's dark. There's this darkness. You're right away... The audio and the visuals are taking you into, you're taking to, you to a place you haven't been before. Um, and the music and the narration is all setting it up in that first minute. Um, so it's like this grab right away, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, of course, it fades, fades to black. And then we get some uh, text. Uh, Lord Grade presents for ITC Entertainment, a 
a Jim Henson film. Uh, so Lord Grade, he's known as uh, Lou Grade, but he was sort of one of the big producers who really helped Jim Henson during the time with The Muppet Show, which The Muppet Show was a show, I think that came out in the 70s. And basically, I, I think from my memory, um, Jim Henson, I think he tried to pitch it to, you know, all over the US, essentially, for the show. No one was interested, um, except for him. I think he was very interested. And sort of because of that, they got to do The Muppet Show... And, and actually sh- shot in, um, in in London as well. So, um, so yeah, England was, uh, yeah, pretty nice to, <laughs> um, to Jim Henson um, when it came to doing The Muppet Show, which eventually led to The Muppet Movies and, of course, uh, The Dark Crystal, um, which has always been a passion project of Jim Henson. And I think every time he sort of approached Lou, uh, Lou Grade, hey, you know, I want to do this Dark Crystal film. And he's like, no, no, I want more Muppets, more Muppet films. So, um, so he sort of came around eventually. Wasn't it a kind of thing too where he said, you let me do this and then I'll do that. You give me the Dark Crystal and then I'll give you something else. Yeah, I think it was, um, he'll do the Muppet, the Muppet sequel, but in, in exchange, um, yeah, that he'll do the Dark Crystal or he'll get, you know, can make the Dark Crystal so, I mean, which is great. And then sort of, it then goes to, um, fades into a a shot of the castle of the crystal, as it is well known um, <laughs> these days. I mean, when you see it in a film, you just think of it as the castle, or but it's been established as the castle of the crystal. And one curious thing when I was like looking at the vision, I noticed how it goes from a Jim Henson film to a very purpley sort of color grade sort of style, but then it transitions it to being back to normal. So I'm, re- I'm really curious if that was just the way that the film was developed then when it came to making those kind of transitions. But yeah, that was just something that just, um, just when I'm watching it, you know, in slow-mo, just that, that portion there. And so we see, yeah, the, the castle of the crystal. It is a very stormy night. Which of course is going to lead to mourning, very you know, as we go into the next <laughs> future minutes of the podcast. Um, but yeah, just the detail of that first shot is really, um, it's really something there. I almost thought that think that when I ever I see that this opening shot, that it's like it almost reminds me of Mordor a little bit, where where this castle is, it's always dark. I didn't even get a sense that it was the weather. Obviously, later on in the film, as we'll eventually discuss, you get to the castle and it's daylight and it looks very different. But it just felt like this castle, this darkness that's in the land, is surrounding itself by this castle. Yeah, you see the clouds moving. You see, you know, a bit of lightning here and there. And and you even see, like, sparks, you know, from what I guess would have to be, yeah, the underground that's sort of, um, that's flowing around. Maybe communication yes that's yeah cool. yeah and just yeah just the detail of the sets like even just um seeing a little bit of um uh dust you know just floating floating past the screen <laughs> um just, it just adds yeah. just adds yeah. that realism uh to the world it makes me think of um when jen and kira are in the castle later on in fizzgig and he's rolling around and you see those little um crawling things that they tried to eat off oh, the table yes, yeah yeah those little or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're things. called crawlies. Yeah, I was just, I was just actually just watching it, um, just now to see what it. Yeah, it looks like just some dust ball, like you know, one of those, 
you know, Western yeah. films that you see. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Just just another, yeah, let's just add this little bit of detail. And uh, yeah, and so the, the narrator, um, who is uh, Joseph O'Connor, uh, he is, um, uh, he was born in Dublin um, in 1910 in Ireland. Um, and he was well known for his work on Oliver, um, Elizabeth, um, and and of a thousand days so more of those um period uh films um and of course yeah. you know the, the narrator of the dark crystal which again you know it's one of those things when when we're going to see the age of resistance who will who could po- possibly be the new voice or the new narrator is he alive still no unfortunately he passed away in 2001 um yeah so he's he's no longer with us so I mean, I would, I would love to, you know, hear him come back, but uh, no, unfortunately, yeah, no longer with us. I mean, he uh, passed away. He was he was ninety years old, so. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. So no, he lived a long life. So I know it was just something that just made me thought about um, with him, you know, no, no longer being uh, with us. Who would be, um, yeah, potentially be, you know, the new narrator. You know, with the narrator, basically, we sort of get those words that sort of became the tagline of the dark crystal, um, another world, another time in the age of wonder, which is sort of, I guess, like an an equivalent of sort of a once upon a time, or you could say a star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. Yes. But it's sort of weird because it's like, is it really the age of wonder at that time? You know, like things are pretty dark here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Skeksis are ruling the world and, and you know, there's, all galflings are pretty much wiped out as far as they're concerned. Well, maybe maybe they mean the age of wonder in terms of wondering where where what the next age will be. Will will Thra survive? Will what will happen? You know, um, like kind of this big the age of a mm. question, which is a question we wonder. Like I'm wondering about. Um, I have a question yeah. about. Like uh, what does this uh, the next great conjunction have for us? Um, what does it have for this world? So maybe they mean wonder in that yeah. sense, because um, wonder can mean very many, very many yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd just have a little bit of fun <laughs> uh, with that little moment there. But yeah, I mean, the whole yeah, world yeah. is it, it is it is a wonder. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, the narrator. You know, we sort of get this sort of bit of a backstory of 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 what's happened um, in the world of Thra. Um, which Thra is a, is a name that we don't actually hear in the film, um, but in novelizations, and I think um, the world of the Dark Crystal, um, they refer to the planet as Thra, T-H-R-A, which is sort of almost like an acronym of Earth without the letter E. Um, so, um, and so, yeah, he says, a thousand years ago, this land was green and good until the crystal cracked. For a single piece was lost, a shard of the crystal. Then strife began... And two new races appeared: the cruel Skeksis, and and the gentle, and the gentle mystics. Yeah, which <laughs> is the, the next in in the next minute that that um, narration continues. So yeah, we sort of get this backstory that that yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a thousand years since the place was good, and then the, the crystal cracked, which was actually cracked by one of the Skeksis. Um, I think um, for any of the listeners who are new to the show, um, I know there is a graphic book uh, series that sort of actually delves into the backstory even more called um, The Dark Crystal Creation Myths, 
Um, so there's three volumes of those graphic novels, so um, which are they're definitely worth a read, and they really give you um, a lot more of this uh, backstory of um, what actually went down within the thousand years of um, of history. Um, so yeah, and, and I think that was the thing with the um, narration. I believe in the original cut of the film um, that I don't think there was going to be any narration at all. It just made me think how interesting it would be if we never got any narration, would the film have worked or would we, st- or w- I don't know if you heard about that, Jamie, or that's interesting. Um, I think it would have been a very different film. Um, I feel like the narration in the beginning, I feel like it's like we're visually opening up a, a, a book. Um, we're, it's like we are, or sorry, not visually. Well, audibly, it's like once upon a time, this happened and that whenever we, you know, those books that we, you know, we read as kids where they say once upon a time, automatically it's an audio cue for us to kind of go into wonder, you know? Um, so I feel like the narration for the dark crystal is so necessary. It just really sets up this, this idea that we're being transported into another world and another another time. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine the film without it, even though the end, they don't include it anymore. I mean, they don't, they don't, there's no narration in the end. Uh, that's, that's set up in the beginning is just mythical. It's just like, it's, uh, it reminds me of a little bit of a uh, Tolkien. It's just, it's the stuff of legend. It's amazing. I, I can't imagine it without it. Yeah. Neither can I, I think like it really, um, I think, I think at the end of the day, I think we, we really needed that narration to sort of, yeah, it really establish the world and just get people that are watching the film for the first time sort of be able to grasp of uh, what's going down, essentially. Um, I'm just trying to think uh, what else about uh, this minute. Um, I did write that, it, that that first shot, it has a very 80s vibe to it. Well, of course, because it came out in, in 1982. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, again, I think I sort of yeah, noted about the map paintings, the lightning sound. Like, every time when I hear that lightning sound, I know that it's, like, just from a sound effects, you know, uh, 80s 80s sound 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 effect um section that sort of thing and i believe our ilm actually did help out with the effects so i think ilm were probably responsible uh the stormy clouds and whatnot in the background which i guess you know is sort of similar similar effects to what they did on uh raiders of the lost ark yeah where they put liquid in 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 a in a tank and uh and then they shot it um but i was something that i wanted to mention just in terms of uh that first minute, and like you said, you know, it, it has an, an '80s vibe to it. But really, it's what it also is. It's it's a, it's a, um, it's a picture in time of the effects of the '80s and how everything we're seeing is a practical effect. And maybe they're composited, but everything is practical. Um, this entire thing. I mean, maybe there's a matte painting, but then there's the castle which is real. Um, but then there's the clouds which are photographed in a tank somewhere. Then we have the foreground and the, you know, all that stuff all coming together beautifully. Um, so it's really a testament to the effects of, of, of the time. The eighties was just a very, I don't know, there was just a very special time for film. Yeah. Really in regards to just the use of practical effects, um, was at large. And, and I think a lot of films just had the very, um, suspension of disbelief. Um, and that's certainly what, what yes. I feel when I watch The Dark Crystal. You know, even many years, you know, years and years later, um, I still believe that, that that world is out there somewhere. And I think that's that's probably going to be um, really interesting to see once we get 
Um, I, I know, of course, we're going <laughs> to keep uh, talking about Age of Resistance, but, it, it, you know, for, for us fans, it's, it's a very exciting prospect um, that we're finally going to see. This is like the second coming of Christ. <laughs> yeah, because that was sort of the Dark Crystals. Um, the news about the show was basically the equivalent of, um, of getting new Star Wars films back when they announced it in 2012. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like getting two trilogies of Star Wars films in one false swoop. Yeah, I know. It's 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 just a fantastic time um, to be a Dark Crystal fan. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, is there anything else you wanted to um, add in for the, the for, for the first minute of the Dark Crystal minute? Uh, well, I just uh, you know, I I think uh, just maybe to reiterate what I said. Really, that first minute, it draws you in. It it, it really it's like okay, you're about to see something you've never seen before. And the Dark Crystal delivers on that promise. And it has continued to deliver on that promise. You watch that film and you, there is nothing else like it. Even Labyrinth, which was the next film that Jim, that, uh, Jim Henson did, is nothing like the Dark Crystal. There's, some similar, there's a similar concept design, and you can tell that it's the same filmmakers, but it's nothing. It's more Muppety, you know? Um, far more Muppety. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Um, yeah. And the Dark Crystal, you know, really, it... Uh, it stands the test of time. Uh, there is no film that's even close to it. No one's even attempted anything like it since. Um, so yeah, and I really feel like that that first minute opening just is telling you that that you're in for something that you've never seen before. I really love the shot of the castle of the crystal, um, which again, I mean, in the next minute we'll get a much detailed or closer shot of the castle of the crystal. So that's something I'm looking forward to in the next minute of the dark crystal minute so yeah i i think we'll i think let's wrap it up and um i just want to say um to all the listeners thank you so much to listening to the dark crystal minute and stay tuned for uh, more episodes of the dark crystal minute as we get into the second minute of of the dark crystal uh, if you want to get in contact with us you can do so at dark minute at gmail.com you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dark Crystal Minute or follow us on Twitter at Dark Crystal Min. This show is a part of the Trial by Stone and Dark Crystal podcast network. So if you can give us, if you can give a chance to give us a five-star review on iTunes, gladly appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show and come back next time for more Dark Crystal Minute. <laughs>